Oh, yes. Oh, uh, the first thing I said to you when you got in here, Nick, was the last three hours of my life, after everything that has happened and all the stuff that I have done for the last 72 hours, the last three hours, I needed more than anything. We are here. This is this is an episode one or the new thing or whatever. This isn't a new show. This is the same old Educated Ignorance podcast. Joe's show here, Wiggle, as always, with uh, tonight with Nick. Nick has bravely said he is going to man up, man, and join the t- the. Uh, we're going to put this duo together for the playoffs, and we are starting it tonight. Nick, brother, how are you today? How is your weekend? How's everything going? How proudly are you representing that aqua flag behind you tonight? I mean, I've got the shirt on as well. I'm not necessarily, <laughs> you know, repping it super proudly after the uh, effort we saw today. We're in, though. The, That's uh, all that matters. Nine, the 9-6 win over the hapless Jets is not much to be proud of, but, you know, we could be Packers fans. We could, could be, be Patriots fans. We could be Steeler fans. We'll get to all of that throughout the night, but all things considered, we're in the playoffs as Dolphin fans. Chip in a chair. It's all you need as we get blown out by 35 next week, but we're in. At least here's the thing. If Tua, we'll get to this all later. Um, If Tua plays, at least it'll be interesting and fun. If not, then there's no point watching it. I hope they play while I'm working Saturday. Anywho, so for so this is going to be kind of the schedule for the next, I guess what Nick the next month we'll have Pro Bowl Sunday off. Obviously, unless something cool happens, Nick's going to message me like, "Hey, the skills competition was really cool. We need to come talk about the Pro Bowl." Then I'll be like, "I guess, man, I t- I took the day off, but fine. We'll check your boxes." Um, regardless, at Sunday nights we will be on to talk after. Playoff games from here on out. Today was basically a playoff week with all the crazy shit going on. And then th- Wednesdays or Thursdays, I think this week we decided Thursday will probably be the best bet for doing a playoff weekend preview. So and you get to enjoy us on a uh, for the next four to five weeks on the uh, FFSQC Podcast Network. We're live on Facebook, Twitter at the moment. So come join us. Leave a, If you're joining us live, leave a comment. We leave a like. I see Tanner and Jimmy already left some likes, so thanks to the boys there. Regardless, uh, we're going to get into all the stuff that happened in Week 18, but of course, let's start with what we just witnessed in that Green Bay game. Let's start with the Lions. Um, it takes a, so there's multitude like there's a multitude of levels. I always feel in week when you get into Week 18 and you see these teams with nothing to play for. Sometimes you can always think like, why on earth are they even playing hard or trying or whatnot? But at the end of the day, they're pros and you what you put on tape matters. But tonight I was worried for a degree that Detroit would fold. But when you really think about it, Nick, we never should have, because even though they came into this game with nothing to play for, they're trying to build a culture. Right. And that's been the thing that they've been building the most this last two or three months and previous Lion teams, even with something to play for tonight, would have gotten steamrolled in other regimes. We saw Patricia's teams do it. Everyone loved Jim Caldwell. His teams went into games like this and got dog walked. So the fact that Detroit not only like came in here, played hard, left it all out there to, on the line, and then won the game, that's the main thing for me that I want to start with, Nick, is 
This is just a culture building win, and it might not seem like much, but this is the the stuff that goes so far for a team like this trying to establish themselves as legit in this league from where they were a couple years ago. Yeah, and I think if you look at it from a Packers perspective, what we know now, I think they wish the Lions could have won their way in tonight because I think there are certain situations in that game like a minute to go, fourth down and one, and you're throwing the football. I don't think you're doing that if you have a chance to – or maybe, and if not that play, the uh, the play the, earlier. The second down. Where, the second down and 17. They throw yeah. the quick hitter to St. Brown, and then he pitches it to Swift, and that sets up third and short. There's an argument to be made there, and the one of the few th- – I usually love Tariko and Collinsworth. I loved Alan, Chris, obviously, Tariq, but I thought they were awful tonight. But the one thing they said that they did make sense on was – if there's more pressure of if you lose, you're out instead of no matter what happens, LOL, fuck it, then maybe you don't call that play on second and 17. Uh, but but yeah, to your point, that that's exactly what, what I, I understand what you're getting at there. Yeah, and I there were several times during the game where I'm thinking the, uh, the Dan Fouts quote from Waterboy, last game of the season, can't hold anything back now. <laughs> yeah nothing to lose absolutely nothing to lose there were just there were I, I feel like you could pick out three to five instances during this game where Detroit calls a different play or maybe they're a little more conservative and they don't go for the gut shot or go for the kill go for the jugular like they did now I preface that also by saying it's Dan the fucking man Campbell he might have still thrown balls to the wall because it's Green Bay and, and things like that. But um, I, I think because they're divisional games in the last week of the season, especially in the NFC North, every every rivalry in that division, nobody is going to roll over and let someone make the playoffs when you're out of thing, out of it. So I uh, for, for Packer fans out there, I think they'll they'll think back to tonight and look at. I wish Seattle lost earlier in the day. So the Lions maybe didn't have to be so aggressive or as crazy, but, but at, yeah, but at the same time, Packers, they, they did not look good tonight. They did nope. not look like the team that was playing to make the playoffs. They were playing like they were locked in and they weren't. The, that's the thing. So early in the game, you could tell golf was off on a lot out of his throws. It felt like for what the first entire two hours of the game, Every one of his throws looked like a sinker and just was darting down at the grass. But uh, newsflash to everybody, Aaron Rodgers wasn't much better. Rodgers was missing guys by five yards. He's overthrowing dudes. The pick that would have possibly ended the game in the third quarter, other than for that dumbass penalty, and we'll probably get to some of these dumb penalties later because there were a lot of them that A, were called, and B, shouldn't have been called, or C, should have been called. But he underthrows Jones on a rail route by 10 yards, and it gets picked by Joseph. Then on the actual pick that did stand that cost him the game, he should have never forced that throw. Granted, there's pressure coming, but he misses that one inside by five yards. So Rodgers wasn't great either. And this is the thing I had been saying. I guess the point I'm going to start us with here on Green Bay is more of an overarching theme. 
and I'm stealing something here from Nick Wright, but he's he's all, he was on to this one. When they went four and eight against the Eagles, they should have started Jordan Love. This four-game Fugazi-ass winning streak meant nothing. And I guess people now can did – you, did you stay and watch long enough to watch them walk off the field afterwards the, or right uh, when it hit zeros, did you start setting up? You Like Rodgers and Cobb? Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, I saw it. Yep. So now the theories are going to be: Is he retiring, guys? He he's not retiring. He's got a hundred million dollars left on a contract. He's getting dealt, or he he's not retiring, guys. But uh, he also rejected it, Jameson Williams from uh, get, yeah, not, not not doing a jersey swap, and he said, "I think I'm going to keep that one." Yeah, I think if any, I think if it means anything, he's going to get traded. I think so. Mark Schler, I'm going to probably rent go. Hold on, I'm trying to maneuver some stuff so I can set my arm up here and it not be in a in a goofed up place. There we go. Perfect ranting spot time. Um, I'm gonna go for a second here, Nick. So stay so stay with me. There's a lot of moving points that were that are an overarching theme here. Mark Schlereth was talking with Nick Wright about this, and Schlereth said he wasn't reporting anything or whatever because Nick Wright came up with the theory about how they should have started Jordan Love, and I was agreeing with it, and like. Just because they had nothing to play for. I think the fact that they won these games against Chicago and the Rams and they literally had the game handed to them by Miami because Tua had a concussion in the second half and then they beat the the Vikings who roll over against everybody. This four-game winning streak was Fugazi and they miss out all this opportunity to play love and see how good he is and now you got to go into it blind and Schlereth was saying how, like, he was like, I think they've already made up their decision that this is Rogers' last hurrah. So could that be the case that he knew this is it? And he was so – that's why he's so adamant on playing and they wanted to let him go for it. Regardless, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this game, I think the overarching thing for Green Bay is, dude, you – it's not like – okay. The, the, the trophy for winning this game was on at this exact time next week – you and I are talking about the them getting beat over the head like a drum by the Niners for three and a half hours. Like that's your reward for winning tonight. So at, at after all, what does it mean? I don't know. But congrats on wasting five weeks and not getting anything out of it because now what? You you missed the playoffs in the biggest game of them. You melt down. Rogers looks terrible. It's just it's not good. The Packers. Out of all the teams in the division, at least when you just look at like the stocks and the trajectory, they're 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 the worst of the four. There's all the other teams in the division have more positive notes than them by a mile. This it's like the four the five weeks here were such a false hope that tonight just sticks it into the chest of, that Packers fans need to realize like this four game winning streak could do more harm than good. I can get that. Yeah, and I I think the what, what we've seen over the last 4 weeks not going with love and the the mood after the game tonight. I we thought it maybe last year, we thought it maybe the year before is Rodgers done in Green Bay. I don't think he's done completely like you said, but I do think there there just felt like there was a finality at the end of that game tonight where that was it for Green Bay. He was looking around Lambo, he's walking out with Cobb, things like that. Maybe he's playing in 
Tennessee or Vegas or Miami, you know, who, who knows if after all this, he's, I think, I think if if after all this, he lands in Miami, that'd be funny. That would be funny. Yeah. I, 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 I think he still has stuff left in the tank. I think he, I think he had a lot more, um, I think he was bugged by injury more than he let on because even in the last drive tonight, right before that drive where he was airmailing these passes nowhere near the receiver, they said he banged up his hand again. And you could pretty much see it. The The throws were awful. And we saw that throughout the season, you know, in, in, in moments shortly after injuries or in games right after injuries, like he did not look like the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to seeing. Like, like against Miami, that deep ball that uh, they got picked off and bailed out on. I, can't, I think Miami picked it off and they probably should have been called for defensive pass interference. Like that wasn't anywhere close to the receiver. There but, was there was a fourth down to where they took a shot to Watson and he overthrew him out of the back of the end yeah, zone. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I think maybe some new scenery and, and he still has some years left in the tank. Is it MVP level Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. But is it? Not out of the top 15, out of the top 10, probably. I mean, I, I think I'd still take Aaron Rodgers with a little bit left in the tank over half the league. So I'm sure there's someone out there that's willing to to take him on because he's, uh, you know, he's a legend without the, the trophies that he wishes he could have and things like that. But it, it that, that'll be a storyline of as it was a couple years ago. That'll be another storyline to follow here in the offseason. Um, and before we continue on that schedule is out. Do you want to talk, talk about it now, or do you want to touch on it later? We will get to it. Let's get to it. At, uh, we'll make, probably mix it in a little bit, but we'll get to um, some. Let's quickly do the eulogies for these two teams. Then we will maybe get into a couple more and then we'll talk about the schedule. So let's, uh, I, I the other thing about, I guess this can start. Let's start with the eulogy for the Lions. So um, as those who have listened to the show, we did some NFL eulogies. It's kind of a thing we started. Blake and I started during the NBA playoffs last year. We did playoff eulogies for teams that got eliminated. Um, I already eulogized a handful of teams. I don't know if eulogized is a word, but I like it. Uh, Back in about three or four weeks ago. When teams started get eliminating, um, are eliminated, a problem. We had to we we had to un-eulogize a team because we did one for the Jags, <laughs> and they're not eliminated yet, and they made the playoffs. Uh, so <laughs> that's funny. He's back from the dead on the third day, Jaguar came out of the tomb. He does have hair like Jesus, so I mean, I guess it's only he fitting. Does. He uh, does. Oh, I love them so much, so so much. Uh, remember, and so remember, remember, uh, what, what, oh, what, wait, oh, yeah, he's oh, coming. <laughs> he, the he, Trevor Lawrence is coming, baby. The Jags are they're running them down, and they ran them down. And not only did <laughs> they, they ran them down, down they, they caught their ass, Nick. They caught them, they ran them down and caught them, and now. There's a good chance we both are going to pick them on Thursday to beat the Chargers. I think I'm going to just saying he looked bad last night. We'll give him that. Yeah, but I do think the Chargers are maybe the biggest dark horse in the entire playoffs. More on that later. 
Yeah. I actually, I actually, I know what I know what Nick Wright was saying, and you mentioned it. I did feel like the Packers had found something here lately, and I was going to call them a dark horse, but obviously tonight they were just horses and and not and not players. Okay. That's fair. All right, then screw it. Let's let's switch let's uh let's switch it up. Let's do the eulogy for the Packers first, because fuck them. So I okay, there's a couple things that was good. Like they found an identity of they started running the ball more and the defense. Here's here's the one thing about the defense. They have good players that I like that are good, but sometimes it's just they're just soft. That's the problem I have with them. They're so goddamn soft, and look, it's all cool when you're playing a team that folds like the Vikings and Jair Alexander is gritty and when Justin Jefferson drops a pass, but then tonight you get punched in the mouth by the Lions, and they got punched in the mouth by him earlier in the season, and the Eagles punched him in the mouth, and teams do this to them all the time, and they just can't hang in the paint, and I don't know. It's a, I don't know if, how, how that changes, but the defensive stuff that was good the last few weeks is kind of the exact reason why you say sometimes turnover progression or regression is a luck thing. Cause I mean, they got four turnovers on the dolphins and they were Raheem Mostert literally dropped the ball going into half and Tua threw passes right to their chest in the second half when he was concussed. So he obviously must have just, I don't know. Our jerseys are light blue. He So he must have got the colors mixed up. I don't know what happened. Regardless, we're not going to sit here and try to gauge brain trauma, but the, the, the stuff with Green Bay, it just felt so weird. But I can understand why you would think that. I just, I personally never did. I, I was, I'm glad that they're not in. Just because, like, I didn't want to watch them get killed by the Niners. Now, the Niners, the, the Seahawks might anyway, but, like, I would have never gone into their, that game feeling like Green Bay has any shot unless Rodgers actually – it'd be different if Rodgers played great. And I'm, I agree with you, too, that Rodgers has stuff left in the tank, but he just hadn't played great in this stretch or all year, and now you're going to have to trade him, and there's going to be the dead money involved. It's – there's a lot of different things that can go can go here. And I think love from the little stuff we saw against Philly, he improved and looked better, but you don't know how that's going to translate to a full season. That's why I think these last four weeks would have been so poor, so important. So I guess an overarching theme for the Packers going into this off season, other than, I mean, obviously you can touch on Rogers more, but like, what are the biggest things for you concerns for you? I, I know you mentioned the dark horse stuff that you would have felt like you saw from them. So obviously it seems like you must have believed in that more than I did, but overarching theme on the Packers, what what do you take in? And I don't know. I was probably putting a little more into fate. Like the fact that it was possible that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers could go from four and eight to making the playoffs. And then who would they have to play in the first round? Oh yeah. The team that's knocked him out the last two years or at least uh, last year, and then I think the 49er... Was it two years in a row or two out of three years? Two I mean, out of three years. They beat him in 2019. NFC championship or the divisional round. Yeah. I believe. Tw- yeah, 2019 was the Niners in the divisional in the NFC title game where they thrashed them. Yeah. And then last year was they went there as the one seed of the Packers, and yeah. they beat them without scoring a touchdown on all Yeah, that block punt really screwed them over. Funny. But, um, but yeah, I just... it. I was like... The stars are aligning. 
that it's going to be the exact opposite of last year. And he's going to find a way to beat it, beat the for, the beat the 49ers. Brock Purdy, love the guy, love seeing the success he's having. But they haven't really had a position where the team's in trouble and he needs to put them on their back. I will say, against the Raiders, when the defense didn't play well, Purdy did exactly what he needed to do. But again, that was the Raiders. That's not a playoff game. What 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 can he do in a playoff atmosphere? We'll find out this week. But I just felt like it was going to be fate. And then Rodgers was going to do what he did in like 20, uh, the 2010 season, 2011 Super Bowl, get in as that last wild card, and then go on and win the Super Bowl because he can't do it when, when it's an MVP season and he has the bye. But when he has a complete shit season and then, oh, we're in the playoffs, let's just do it now. Like that That's kind of where I was coming from. I just felt like, the stars were going to align there more than any more than anything like X's and O's and shit like that. That's fair because I could because I there was a time in this game when it, the Packers were up nine to three and they were driving literally right before the fumble that Aaron Jones had. I was thinking, God damn it! If in three weeks it's Packers Bucks in the NFC title game, I'm probably <laughs> killing myself. That would have been awful. Would have been. Um. So listen. Packers fans, here's the thing. Anytime they'll see someone like me, I understand there's Bears fans or whatever that are going to mention the Packers. And I listen, no one hates Facebook football fans more than I do to a degree. But uh, I'm going to I'll say something about Green Bay. And who knows? I'm shocked that I haven't maybe got comments yet saying, oh, well, the Bears have the first pick, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what, bud? On today's episode of Guess Which Team Has a More Positive Outlook on Life, um, it's not the team that got beat tonight. So here's where here's what sits if you're a Green Bay fan. You either are trading Jordan Love and getting nothing for him instead of where if he played this next month, you maybe could have got something decent for him. Uh, or you're trading Rodgers and, and eating a lot of dead cap and you're ridiculously screwed because you you get hamstrung. I mean, look at the Saints. They had like 90 million in dead cap and their roster is beginning to just get plucked. Like they traded CJ Gardner Johnson for a uh for a fifth round pick. That's ridiculous. He's so good and they just gave him away because when you have dead cat money and you can't get keep these guys you have to give these guys away so what's going to happen when a Russell Douglas or a Jair I don't know if Jair got paid yet but uh, you know luckily they were able to sign Elton Jenkins but like you know there's just other spots you obviously had to let Devonte go um if they do here's the one thing if I'm a Packers fan I would probably let's get to some positives here now, because this is actually and I want your take on this real quick before we get to the lines and then move on to the schedule and some other eulogies. I think that there is a positive here if Green Bay does trade him. And I think even with the even with the dead cap. And this is probably the outcome if I'm a Packers fan, I'm hoping for you trade Rodgers to a team desperate enough like Indy or Tennessee and they give you draft picks. Now, we said all these things about them being soft and whatnot on defense, but here's the thing they've done. 
They've drafted guys really well. They drafted Jair. They draft Darnell Savage, Devondre Campbell. Like, do they have a soft identity? Yes, but like overall, these players are really good. They draft a good guy like Elton Jenkins, Dobbs and Watson. Watson, by the way, Watson's a freak. He's really good. You draft Jones, you draft Dylan. They have shown that they can draft really well. So if you get a couple ones for Rodgers from a team that's desperate for a quarterback, then that's where I would feel comfortable as a Packers fan. Like, okay, we can maybe flip this around into two more really good players. We have a question mark at quarterback now, but at least we can feel comfortable with the roster around us to be paying rookies. What do you think about that? Yeah, I um, I do think get, like early in the season, the question was we have no receivers for Rodgers, but as the season went on, we saw Watson come on, and we see we've seen guys on the defensive side really come on. So I I do like the the young core of of guys that they've got, and I don't know what the I don't know what the running back situation is. Uh, I think Jones just got paid last year, so he's he's sticking around, and I think AJ Dillon has at least a year left on his rookie deal. I I don't know what specifics there, but yeah, I mean, this got... should be the year that they're gauging to pick his fifth year up. Okay, so yeah, or I... no, wait. He wouldn't be a fifth year because he wasn't a first rounder. So yeah, he'll be going into his last year next year. Next okay. year's his fourth year. Okay. I feel really good about what they've got going on at running back. I just sometimes it, I feel like as the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, they don't run the ball enough because you have Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. And I, I'm not going to get on it too much, but I feel like Miami had that problem this year. They didn't want to run the ball because they're trying to make Tua look good and, and things like that. But we've got Aaron Rodgers, so you don't, you don't run the football. You don't make that I, I make that your identity when it probably should have been their identity. Run the football. Be a, be a ground and pound team with those two backs. You've got two guys. Like, there are teams that don't have a starting running back as good as the backup running back for Green Bay. Like, you've got, two, you've got one of the best RB1, RB2 combinations in the league, and you don't utilize it enough. So let's say they've got running backs, they've got they've got key pieces on defense. And you know, if you get a cheap quarterback, you you open things up. You can bring in a big name guy for a certain position on the defense, or if you want to shore up the offensive line a little bit, because I think that was probably one of their big question marks this year, which usually is a strength of the Packers is the offensive line. Not so much this year. Um, and I think that also goes goes back to why maybe they didn't run the ball like they could have no. should have but um yeah I, I I do think they've got they've got a lot of good pieces in place they need to if you end up getting picks for Rodgers and trading Rodgers you need to try to hammer edge rusher I think that's the biggest need that I can think of maybe get a speedster it's in the slot but Watson's a deep ball guy but um I think edge rusher because when Rashawn Gary went down for them, they really lost any umph on the defense on the edge. They lose Darius Smith, who was an All Pro the last couple of years, and then when Rashawn Gary had a good year, year, but then when he got hurt, they had no juice getting to the quarterback. Um, now Kenny Clark is good, but like we saw all night, only a few times that the Packers got to golf. Um, golf was pretty comfortable most of the night. He just didn't throw the ball well until late. So. That's where I'm at with Green Bay. Let's move on to did you did you have any other Green Bay thoughts? Last thought. Go ahead. They do probably have the only guy in the league that is willing to shove personal trainers 
Oh yeah, he's we done should... it twice this year. That was so. <laughs> that was that I... was completely stupid. And um, yeah. How That's, about was, of of all weeks to do it? Inexcusable. Just yes. You know. and, and at the moment in the game, like I'm never going to excuse it. But you do something like that in the fourth quarter in a one possession ball game, like what the hell? Like like it'd be one thing if on the replay. The guy kind of shoves him out of the way and just instinctively you you push him back. You like swat him. You swat but, his hand, but you he let him go and then two hand him in the back. Yes, you do this. Or no, see, you're over here. <laughs> oh, I like, see that you don't have a jersey on. Yeah, I'm gonna stare at you for a second and a half, and then I'll shove you. Uh huh. Like, dude, just dumb shit. Like, yeah that 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 might have been the the play of the game that may or may not have had a huge impact. I mean, it gave him a free half the distance to the, to the goal. And I, I, I think it was enough, or I don't think they had a first down before that. So it might have given him a free first down too. It was like, the it play was, that it happened on was a first and 10 and it would have been second and eight, but that, and then thinks uh, the play at the end of the first half, when Douglas goes and tries to knock the ball out and then a scuffle happens, and they get a free 15. It makes a 50-yarder a 35-yarder. Dumbass yeah. shit. Dumbass shit. Yeah. That's coaching. Now, That's will, the stuff. Real, say quick. This. Real quick. I did, I did like the play that he did to, to, to take the ball. Like At the time, I was like, you know, that's kind of genius. If it's not against the rules, don't let them get a free kickoff with the timeout. But you've got to be... You've got to be composed enough to not get into a scuffle when somebody shoves you right back. If anyone should do that, it should be the lineman. The fact that he just walks over yeah. there and does it, it's that's totally ignorant. Totally out of place. That's ignorant. But I, I chuckled at it, and I was like, wait, did he get a flag for that? Then I watched the replay, and yeah. he slapped the dude in the face. So yeah. he, he deserved it, but yeah. it was. So, uh, but that's two plays yeah. that result in 10 points. Now, those dumb plays are even because... The touch, the touchdown they took off the board on the flea flicker to Jamal Williams, and then they took the or a one, they took a pick off the first Kirby Joseph interception off. Uh, I don't think those were penalties, but uh, regardless, I disagree. I mean, I, were they? Did they have an impact on the play? No. Was it clear and obvious? Yes. Here's and the I, issue. Do I think? Do I think in situation like I don't want to? I'm not someone that's like NFL games are rigged, but there are situations where you're like. NFL officials see things on every play that could be or could not be penalties. Mm -hmm. And they can pick and choose what they call. Exactly. So here's the issue I have. Oh. Were they infractions? Yes. Probably. Yes. The hands to the face, yes. I think the hold, when you actually look at the hold from the from a different angle, it doesn't look like a hold. It looks like he just kind of tried to barrel into him and they fell. But I, I, I understand it. Here's the issue I have with it. On the two of the four biggest plays for the Lions in the first three quarters, they had committed a penalty. Are you kidding? Like, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah, so I, I get that. Yeah, that's the problem I have with it. So uh regardless. Uh all right, the Lions. I'm gonna set this, I'm gonna tee you up with this real quick. You gotta keep Jared Goff, right? You have to. I think he proved that I think he proved this year that the trade they made with Los Angeles, it worked out for Stafford. He got a Super Bowl ring. That's great. You got all these draft picks. They gave you a quarterback to literally get him off of their hands. And dude balled for you this year. He was great. He was awesome. And they were losing games. Now, I'm. there may have been 
a game or there might have been some games where Goff was bad this year. I, mm-hmm. I don't have his stats in front of me. I don't have game logs. He lost a game 48 to 45, a game against Seattle that you could say is the deciding factor. It is. Seattle in the playoffs and Detroit not today. Is it is it Jared Goff's fault that you lose 48-45? No. Is it Der- Jared Goff's fault that you lost when you could have won against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving when you're – the Bills defense had been really good up to that point in the year. You put up 25 points or whatever it is playing best ball of his career, perhaps mm-hmm. maybe, I think maybe one year with the Rams, you could maybe say was better. The year they went to the Super Bowl, he was really good. And, and but that, yeah, I, I think you that Saints to. game, that Saints game with the Rams in the NFC title game, everyone remembers it for the missed DPI mm-hmm. on Nikel Roby Coleman, but Jared Goff ball. He was awesome against the Saints. Used up everything in the tank before the Super Bowl. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they got pantsed. Um, but, but yeah, yeah I, I think you. St- I stick. It's it's Dan Campbell. I don't think he's a guy that's going to witness his quarterback play how he did this year and completely upset the cart. D- exactly. D- that's the thing. Don't you think them drafting a rookie QB? So that entire locker room right now is thinking, okay. When you actually th- what what if what did I I've told you this before and I hope you use this in theory sometimes the the cycle of sport you go from getting your ass beat really bad losing a lot to losing by a little to winning to being awesome those are the steps right you got to go for you can't skip and steps clearly taking the, the steps box. same with the Jags the only the only difference between the Jags and the Lions this year. Shit division versus the a fraud team with a good record in your division. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, both teams are awesome. Both teams are really awesome. Um, but the 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 thought process in the Lions organization right now should be we should be the favorites to win the division next year. Not a Super Bowl contender, but if you get in. You have a shot. And even at the beginning of the year, just so just think of their eight losses. The Vikings game early in the year. The uh, the Bills game. Trying to just think of how many others. I'm the Eagles game. Now they granted Miami 21 nothing. Yeah, they led 20 or they led 14 nothing against Miami. 21 3, 21 7, somewhere in there. They the, the Seahawks game. These are like four of their eight losses that are one score games. So, like, that's regression that you expect to turn in your favor in some way. It's not as bad as some other teams, uh, but regardless. This and also is one t- other thing, too. Early on, I feel like they were losing because of their defense. Late in the season, when they started yeah. winning these games, their defense had found an identity, mm-hmm. and they had been playing pretty damn well. So now they- you've got you've got pieces there on both sides of the ball, and you just have to assume next year, you have to take the next step. Exactly. I think you, so they're going to have pick five. I think you absolutely take either, you know, you could take an O lineman to sure things up on the other side at tackle or that's, you, that's still from the Stafford trade, right? Yes. Yes. That's the, that's the pick they got from the Stafford deal. To drafting. Yeah, I know. LA Rams. <laughs> yeah, I know. So they've got that. Then they've also got, uh, they've so you can either do that you can get 
Like, obviously, I think if the if Jalen Carter or Will Anderson fall to five, which would be doubtful, then they're definitely going to draft one of them. I don't think there's another front seven defensive player that's worth taking that high up, unless you want to take the kid from Texas Tech, who a lot of people are starting to fall in love with. Um, but th- yeah, there is a like the Lions are now in a let's fill the margins. Maybe so you you sure up the D line, you go get another good linebacker, a good another good corner. Uh, you maybe can go get another offensive weapon. Uh, probably I would say a running back because Jamal Williams, he's over 30. The usage rate was nuts. There's a lot of stuff DeAndre Swift does well, but there's a lot of times I watch DeAndre Swift and want to bang my head against a screwdriver because he pisses me off. But uh, you know, maybe go out and try to find a way to get a good tight end. Like there's some things that you do can do to upgrade the margins. This team sh- that's why you mentioned upset in the apple cart. That's why you don't you keep golf. You don't go out and just and get a, a, a rookie with your first pick. It, maybe you get a guy in the middle of the rounds to draft, you know, just to see as like a backup for the future. But I think Goff absolutely deserves to be his numbers from when they from when they beat Green Bay, which put them, I think, at two and six. So from the, so their last nine games or ten games, he had like a TD interception. Did he throw a pick tonight or no? He didn't throw a pick tonight, right? I don't believe so. His TD interception ratio was like set was seventeen to one in the last ten weeks. That's silly. <laughs> That's silly stuff. And I also like that he proved that the success that he did have with the Rams, you can't credit to the you can't credit it to uh, Sean McVay anymore. Now. Now. Ben Johnson, Detroit, keep him at all costs. Nick, I don't know how deep you are into the coaching hires and Not aspects very. of the world, but <laughs> Ben Johnson's their Ben Johnson's their offensive coordinator, and Anthony Glenn is the defensive coordinator. Anthony Glenn midseason definitely should have probably been the guy that got fired. They instead fired their DBs coach. There's some philosophy stuff on tape that you look at with Detroit where you're like, well. There's this thing, these things I don't like. They need to be better at certain schematics and they need to get faster in the second and third levels. But they've got guys there that can play. Kirby Joseph is a stud. Jeff Okuda, really good. Those are some good secondary pieces. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson was awesome this year. And I didn't expect him to be this good of an NFL player. I just didn't. And he's already really, really good. Um, but so Anthony Glenn, you obviously keep him around as your DC. And then Ben Johnson, 36 years old, offensive coordinator. The Lions had the the Lions had the worst offenses in the league in the last two years. They scored the least amount of points. And this year their offense was ridiculously sick. Whew, that boy is gonna get a lot of intrigue. Detroit for this next season needs to find a way to keep him at all costs. Then after next year. You free him to the world, but do anything you can to keep Ben Johnson because the aggressiveness obviously comes from Campbell, but the way Ben Johnson schemes up play calling and lets everything flow together is so perfect. I love Ben Johnson as an OC. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing is try to keep some of these coaches around that helped him imp- help improve this offense. Go get another weapon. Jamison Williams next year 
is going to be, I mean, obviously our main thing we talk about here on this net podcast network is fantasy. I mean, I can already see DJ mocking him is in the top 10 of wide receivers. He's going to be a hot commodity. So you have him, you have Amon Ra, maybe get another guy. I don't know, but like overall for Detroit, there are so many green flags or I guess white flags would be the thing, but so many good, good signs moving forward for the Lions for next season. Even though you didn't make the playoffs this year, you know, that sucks. But the fact that you can actually go into the end of the year winning your last game like this, the culture is so different. As I said, my friend Mac in our group chat, I said, I know you love Caldwell. Schwartz was a guy people rallied around. Patricia sucked regardless, but like certain coaches you liked before and certain teams you liked before, every Lions team before tonight gets fucking killed in this game. It's 28-6, and it's a no contest. And tonight they win. They found a way. This Lions team took so many steps forward, and I'm really encouraged for them uh, going forward. It's really cool. It's really cool that they are going to go into next year as one of the 10 best teams in the league probably. Of all of the teams that got eliminated today, and I'll even throw Seattle and Miami into this conversation. Nobody deserved a playoff spot more than Detroit today. Yeah. The way that they closed out the season, early in the season, brand new head coach, it's the Detroit Lions. It, it You know, you kind of expected it. That's kind of how the season started. Nobody really batted an eye. Yeah, their uh, their their record says they're not very good. But below beneath the surface, they're like, damn, this Lions team, they're pretty fun to watch. They're they're losing high scoring games, and then late in the season, they're finding those way they're winning those games, and their defense is starting to play well. So I think America, unless you're a Packers fan, and I'll I'll lump Packer haters into this mix too, because there are teams that or there are people that hate to they just hate the Packers and they will root for anybody that they're playing. But Detroit just feels like a team that the entire country was rooting for tonight and it's a shame that they didn't have a chance to get to the playoffs uh speaking of dark horses as a seven seed i think detroit is the only team that could have taken that seven spot and legitimately had a a decent chance not saying um, you know a great chance but a, a, de- a non-zero non not a tiny number against know? the niners yeah against anybody you know, I I just feel like they're a team that they uh, they they find ways. Usually, when you're talking about the Lions, they're finding ways to lose games. This year, they're winning those games. So fun to watch. And normally, the Lions are kind of the lovable losers or lovable losers. But this year, they started to turn into these guys could be lovable winners. And I do. I mean, it's. I love I love the Geno story. I that team like Miami, like Tennessee, like like a lot of teams that did or did not make the playoffs here just kind of fell apart at the end of the season. At least for Seattle, they were, you know, they were fighting ab- above their weight um early in the season. They're winning they're winning a lot winning games that probably had no business winning like 48-45 against the Lions like who expected Beat. that from Gino and the uh, Gino and the Seahawks? Yeah, beating the piss out of the Chargers the way they did. Yeah. So, um, but you know, coming down the stretch of the season, not playing so great. You win. You beat a 
hapless Rams team that's not playing for anything. You beat them on a field goal. You were losing most of the game. Um, but they found what they did what they had to do. Lions did their share. Um, but the, of all the teams that got eliminated, the Lions are the team that I wanted to see in the playoffs because it would have been fun no matter what. But they, I think they could have had a had had a shot to to do something special and we'll just have to wait a year. I think I think you have to pencil them in as a as a playoff team preseason next year just because of the the leaps and bounds they made from weeks week from week 4 to week 18. Mm-hmm. If they can just not fall off and just get a little better next year, I mean play, wild card for sure. I'd have them penciled in division certainly not out of the question. I would I would have liked to seen things go a little differently today for them. They will definitely go into next year as the betting. I think the betting favorites to win the division, not by a wide margin because it'll be all tight because the the ceiling will be cut will come down and the floor in the division will come up because uh, the Bears are going to get really they're going to get a lot better. The Lions obviously are really good. The Vikings they'll come down a bit and the Packers will kind of stay the same. Also get a little bit better. So the ceiling in the division will come down and the floor will come up. But I, I think the Lions will be a slight favorite in the division, betting-wise, at the beginning of next year. And I think the only thing that could change that is if the, the Vikings somehow go on a run that nobody is expecting here in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. I think that I, you can maybe chalk them up for a win against the Vi- uh, against the Giants because they've already done it. Barely, but, though. <laughs> barely, yeah, yeah. Like it's the Vikings. They're, they're barely winning or they're getting their asses kicked. So if... If they if they don't beat the Giants, yeah, pencil pencil me in for completely agreeing that uh, Lions are going to be the betting favorite next year. Now, the Vikings happen to win three close games and find themselves in a Super Bowl, or you know, if they win the Super Bowl or something, then obviously they're going to uh, be the betting favorite in the division. But I just don't uh, I don't see any way that happens because spoiler alert for Kirk Cousins. Not every playoff game is played Sunday at noon. Or you, you're you going to eventually have to go on the road, <laughs> bucko, and play outdoors or something. Um, all right, let's move on to some eulogies. So real quick, we've already I, – I have done the Texans before, but they fired Lovey Smith during the second half, of during the fourth quarter of tonight's game. Do you want to mention anything about them? Good uh, shout-out on them, by the way. The Bears with the number one pick in the draft, A plus plus season. Um, I'll get to. We'll do like a quick two minute or three minute thing on the Bears real quick because I'll let you give a opinion on that. But real quick for Houston, um, I was really positive with them about some improvements they could make. But now after firing Lovey, and there's rumor they want to fire Nick Casario to their GM. I I can't, man. I can't. This is poverty franchise shit. Like, this is trash. Like, I cannot believe they're wanting to do that. I think my favorite thing out of all of this with the Texans today, so they, they go for two and they win the game and it costs them the one the number one draft pick. Makes me think that Lovey knew he was getting fired and he's just like, fuck you. Yep. Fuck you, Houston Texans. Yeah. And I, I, I Whether that's what played out or not, I don't know. But... When you have a position to get the ones the the one the number one pick in the draft and you win the game, I gain a ton of respect for you because you know as fans of Dolphins, their owner wanted them to tank 
<laughs> years ago, and their coach didn't want that to happen. Brian Flores, right? Um, so I I gain respect for coaches when even when the 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 cherry dangling out in front of you is the number one draft pick, you don't give up. And like, look how real quick, look how yeah. well they played the last month. They took the Cowboys to the limit. They took the Chiefs to the limit. They beat Houston or they beat Tennessee. They beat the Colts. They played really good ball the last month. There, listen, there was a point where I was like, I guess I understand why you're going to fire Lovey. But after Even this Eagles, last earlier in the season, like that game was in doubt until the fourth quarter. Exactly. You're right. I I'm like they're Philadelphia at the time. Yeah, there yeah. was a point. There's a point at the season where I was like, you got to move on from Lovey, blah, blah, blah. Get an offensive coach in here to coach Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Now, listen, are they totally screwed? No, because if they're smart, they'll still end up with CJ Stroud. Don't don't draft Will Levis, you dumbasses. Draft CJ Stroud at two, whatever. Um, or if the Bears, for some reason, don't trade out of the pick, which, spoiler alert, they're going to, um, they're going to get Bryce Young anyway. Uh but like the fact that these last five or six weeks, how hard they were playing, that's not for nothing. And the fact that they made that move, man, I could not believe it. Yeah. Like it's just poverty franchise stuff. Real quick, go ahead. Look at, the ro- look at the roster that they they were playing with here in the last month and a half, where they're taking these teams to the edge mm-hmm. and winning a couple. And you know, Tennessee wins that game against Houston a couple weeks ago. Then the the course of their season maybe doesn't continue to fall off the rails like it did. Yep. I feel bad for Josh Dobbs. We'll get to that later. Yeah, he actually kind of played well yesterday. For three quarters. Fourth quarter was not good, but I I, I still feel for the guy. Um, Played as good as you could for a guy that wasn't in the league a month ago. Uh, Real quick on the Bears. Listen, I, did, I thought like they'd finish around six or seven wins. And when you actually look at it, they could have because there was what, Nick, that two month stretch where they lose to the Dolphins by three. They lose to the Lions by one. They lose to the Vikings by seven, but get but fumble the ball while driving. They lose but to the commanders by five, but dude drops the ball in the end zone. They like had that two month stretch where they just had all these dumb ways to lose, but they played well in so many games. And this this was the perfect season for the Bears. Fields was awesome. He generated more electricity and excitement for this franchise at the position than anyone maybe ever. You now have the most cap space in the league. You have the number one overall pick where you play your cards right. You are going to get a fucking haul for it because everyone there's there are a lot of teams that need a quarterback, and there are two dudes at the top of this draft that are legit NFL dudes. Uh and you have the keys to the castle and perfect season for the bears could not be better. How can a three and 14 season be perfect where they lose their final eight games? This is how nine games. This is how absolutely picture perfect season. They're like, a whole lot. yeah, I don't have a yeah. whole lot to add on the bears. I, they're not a team that I followed a lot this year outside of, when Justin Fields was going on his mini run for me in fantasy in the middle of the season that really boosted my season and helped me get to the playoffs. But, uh, but yeah, he, he biggest thing for me with the bears is just Justin Fields took, took a big step this year. I know, uh, 
injuries became a became a factor and i think that style of football <laughs> that he plays it won't ever not be an issue but it was fun to see him take a step as an nfl quarterback this year yeah he definitely took some steps okay so i've already done eulogies on new orleans i did one on the rams i think i did one i did one on the broncos the colts a while back Let's kind of go through some of these teams and give give our uh, T's and P's, the old thoughts and prayers. You mentioned Josh Dobbs. Let's men- let's do a eulogy for a team that actually finally got eliminated today or yesterday. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. What a nuclear meltdown! They were seven and three, riding the momentum. That win in Green Bay was so damn impressive. Now, granted, we just kind of talked a bunch of shit about how we didn't think Green Bay was good, but Tennessee going in there and just owning the game after the week before playing with Malik Willis, who turns out sucks, <laughs> in Kansas City and almost winning. Like, they go from that to losing out, losing their last six, Missing the playoffs. No, losing their last seven. Missing the playoffs. Finishing seven and ten. It is. I mean, listen, it is bust out all the stops to get a quarterback now. Get a quarterback that you can trust. Some right? Like what what do you do? What are how where do you go from here? There's so many just horrific things that happen. Remember, remember after after the Eagles game, they fired their GM after losing three straight. Then guess what they did? Continued to lose more. Like it was a total. I've never seen a team collapse like they did. Like a lot of teams did, kind of fall off to end the year, but like theirs is so baffling. It's so baffling. Yeah, it's uh, they they make. They make Dolphins fans feel a little better that their collapse was worse than ours, and we somehow did just enough to win one more game to make the playoffs. Thank God we're not in a position where we went from eight and three to eight and nine and are on our way out. Um, but I think in that Eagles game, whether whether this is just an anecdote or you know there was some of this thought going around. Seeing AJ Brown just absolutely torch you after you traded and you picked up Traylon Burks with the pick. I think that they were like, okay, we fucked up. GM's gone. And I look back, they win at least two games to make the playoffs if they have AJ Brown in those last seven games of the season. True. Watching watching Traylon Burks last night drop every single ball that came his way that was perfectly thrown by Dobbs, they had to just be beside themselves. Like Burks had like one good week where he was okay. Wow, wh- uh, maybe maybe they're onto something. Maybe he can be an AJ Brown replacement. But down the stretch of the season, AJ Brown is a guy. He had success with Gardner Minshew. He had success with the backups in Philadelphia. Like he he is so good. He balled today when Jalen came back. And you get rid of a guy like that. Last seven weeks of the season, just they missed him. And they make the playoffs. I, I, I honestly think they make the playoffs if the only thing different this season is they had A.J. Brown. You can start Josh Dobbs the last two weeks of the season. You can lose Tannehill 
four, you know, four weeks to go in the season or whatever. Yeah. You can lose that. But if you have AJ Brown, you, you do enough right that the wheels don't completely fall off. Yeah, this definitely isn't trades. St- this isn't the same t- trade as uh, when the Vikings traded for Stefan or traded Stefan Diggs, but then they got the pick back that they drafted Justin Jefferson with. Yeah. So it's basically the greatest. Is that like the greatest trade in NFL history? It could be. Worked, uh, I mean, you look at a tra- you look at that trade. The ultimate win win. It worked out for both teams just fine. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. No, they absolutely yeah. got the shit end of the deal. Unless Burks <laughs> takes a huge step next year, but when his team, when his team, now with Aaron, win, with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball, maybe, 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 maybe that's maybe that's what he needs. Someone throwing him the ball that isn't Josh Dobbs, Malik Willis, or Ryan Tannehill. And I, I mean, I, as a Dolphins fan, I, I like Ryan Tannehill. I, I've enjoyed watching him in Tennessee have success, but he wasn't it this year. And he, you got to stay healthy. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Here's the one pass you can give Tennessee. Tannehill gets hurt. They literally have, I don't know, bottom two quarterback play in the league. Dobbs was fine. Dobbs was fine. Until the adversity started to kick in, and then he can't hang on to the ball, and he can't hit his jersey, hit his own color jersey. But but Malik Willis was terrible. Like, I get it. He's a rookie in a fourth rounder or whatever, but, like, Hot diggity dog. People thought that guy should have went second last year to Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Let me remind you, (laughs) for those that listen to this at a later day, remember that when people are telling you that Will Levis and Anthony Richardson should be top five picks this year. Remember that Malik Willis, everyone told me he was going to be a first rounder, possibly the number one pick in the draft. Just remember that. Not good, but yeah. Um, on on that subject, Josh Dur Josh Josh Dobbs Josh Dur Dobbs Dicker Dobbs yeah um deserves a lot of credit. Dude was practice squad at best two weeks ago. Yeah, he wasn't on a team he, he a month had, ago, and he has a chance to bring a team to the playoffs. Does not play bad against Dallas. There, they did not have anything to play for in that game played pretty well fourth quarter we saw some of the fourth quarter carry over between both games where things start to fall apart when uh you know they're down and they need him to make some plays and you can't just hand it off to henry every time exactly first half last night he was making throws yeah both quarterbacks played exceptionally well in the first half last night as far as just completing passes yeah you weren't scoring a lot but you weren't making big mistakes. No, Trevor was dealing last night in the first half, and then the yeah. second half he wasn't great. But I mean, that was like the first bad half he's had in two and a half months. So we'll give him credit. Or, the, well, we do give a, we, I sh- we should give credit too. That was probably the best defensive half the Jags played too all year. Outside of like, I mean, you could say Dallas to a degree because of the turnovers, but like the fact that they were pretty really good in the second half defensively last night with the sacks and stopping the run and the inner and the turnovers they forced. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker were dominant last night up front for the Jags. And that uh, essentially a strip sack fumble return for a touchdown is the difference in the game. That's the difference between Josh Dobbs going to the playoffs and they ran him down. (laughs) They ran him down. His hair, his hair was flowing in the wind. And next week, gosh, 
I'm so mad that game Saturday night. But yeah, for uh, just for a guy that was sitting essentially sitting on the couch a month month ago, you could not have really asked for more out of a guy into pressure. Not last week wasn't pressure filled. This week was played well for three quarters. Fourth quarter, you. At some point, the dam's going to break when you've got a guy that's just not in that situation ever. Exactly. But I, I just, he deserved a lot of credit for being in that situation and performing admirably for the most part. You want to stay in the AFC or you want to do an NFC team? Because I got two drawn up that I want to throw at you. You throw either one. I'm going to throw this at you first. the Because the, I'm going to go fill my water bottle up real quick. Because the other one I want to make sure I'm here for. The Washington Commanders. Do, weird team. I don't take much into today at all. Sam Howell was okay. Um, they were too good today, and you know why. Huh? What do you uh, What do you mean? <laughs> the parlay I messaged you about. Earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were too good today. Fuck them. So, yeah, here's a quick chance for you to trash them while I put my water bottle up in the kitchen real quick. I'm going to run and be back. But what are some thoughts, like, Overall arching thoughts on their season. Where do you go from here? There's some nice pieces. Bijan Robinson was good. Got to kind of try to figure out the quarterback stuff. Uh, Jimmy G is where I'll go for them. That's the quarterback carousel. There will eventually be a We're going to eventually probably do a quarterback carousel draft before the playoffs are over. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Jimmy G there is a definite bet, considering they wanted him last year, but they couldn't get him. Uh but I think that's definitely the first move for them. What are your overthrow thoughts on the uh, commanders? And then if, if I'm if for some reason you can only talk about them for like 45 seconds, the team I was going to give to you after that was Pittsburgh. So you go on Washington. I will be back in like a minute tops and okay. go. <laughs> All right. So for Washington, the, the, the decision last week to start Carson Wentz, when if they lose – and Green Bay wins, essentially, they're eliminated from the playoffs. And apparently their coach didn't know that. Carson Wentz throws two interceptions in the first half of the game. Play like shit. They lose. They're eliminated. The defense was really underrated all year. I thought Washington's defense was... I did not... If I when I was playing, you know, it, we we talk fantasy football on this on this network quite a bit. That's our focus. But I always hesitated when I'm playing a guy against the Washington defense because I'm worried. Numbers may not jump out at you, but there's just something about their defense even when they don't have young on the field and healthy. We saw it against the Eagles. The Eagles Never should have lost to them, but they kept turning the ball over. They did not want to win that game. But Washington's defense, very opportunistic then. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. the uh, Heineke was playing well. Obviously, right before they benched him to go back to Wentz. So many a really bad day. But to go to Wentz, and then Wentz throws two first-half interceptions. And then they get knocked out of the playoffs like, just kind of mind blowing that at that point, if you're willing to do that, why not just stick with the guy that the locker room is behind? Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, 
And then to and then to not know that you were <laughs> eliminated from the playoffs by by the scenario that unfolded with them losing and Green Bay winning and things like that, like just just showed that the the uh, whether it's coach, actually, yeah, both of those come down to coaching. Um, I like Ron Rivera a lot. Yeah, me too. He, I think he really he really stubbed his toe uh, with that with some decisions that week week seventeen and. Uh, Bounced them out of the playoffs, and you know, I guess if they win last week, they win today. Would they have been the seventh seed if they just win last week? I don't have records in front of me, but with that tie, did they finish nine eight and one or nine seven and one? Is that nine seven and one? Nine seven and one would have got them in. So they were eight. They probably finished eight eight and one. They finished eight eight and one. If they would have won last week, they would have got in today with a win. Okay, and they played who last week? The, the Browns. Browns. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll look back and think we fucked up. We fucked up. They they got some really. I mean, you look at guys like Dotson. He came up, um, had some really big games this this season. Fun to watch. Early in the season, dude like Curtis Samuel having success. They have dudes, man. Yeah, dude. They have. I mentioned earlier, Green Bay's backfield. Got to feel really good with what they had in Washington. I'm sure Gibson will probably be gone. I don't. I don't. I can't imagine he sticks around to Washington next year. I don't know exactly what his uh, contract situation is, but I would imagine he'll go somewhere else. I thought I heard that he was in his last year, but maybe not. I think he um, is. But with those two guys, you had a pretty good thing going. And defensive. I mean. Quarterback was obviously the weak spot of that team this year. And um yeah, week seventeen. What could have some coulda shoulda what is there? So many weird quarterback things. And I hate that most of the stuff we end up talking about is like, oh, the quarterback though, but that's the thing, like this is honestly the biggest quarterback offseason we're ever gonna have with all the guys that are going to be available and all these spots that are going to be filled and Washington's going to be one of them. Heineke is a gamer. Heineke is a, a gamer and he's tough and he's insert superlative for white gritty quarterback here. But like he, he is those things and he made some plays, but he at the end of the day is a high, high, high level backup, not a guy you want to trot out there every week. Um, as Someone like Miami could use a really good backup quarterback right about now. Dude, if we had Heineke, we'd be <laughs> ten and if we had Heineke, we'd be eleven and six. If we had Heineke, we would have beat Minnesota. Probably beat the Jets the first time. We would have beat the fucking Patriots last week. <laughs> yeah. So that's listen, at the end of the day, those are some horrendous things that happened. Uh Pittsburgh. Where does Wentz go? I know. Oh, where does Wentz go? Went, like, where does Wentz fit in next year? Because he's been bounced around now. Indy flamed out. Washington obviously didn't pan out. And I know well, we can talk some quarterback stuff later, too. But I'm just curious. I have what no idea. Wentz? I have is, no idea. Is he a starter next year anywhere? I have no idea. Where would he go that he's an upgrade? Or what happened to Carson Wentz? Or was it really just Doug Peterson is that good? And the the staff that they had around him when he had success with Philadelphia? Because once he left Philly, and even at the end of his tenure there, just dog shit. Not good, brother. 
Not good. I don't know, man. The Doug P- on it long. I was just curious. It's tough. I don't know. The Wentz stuff, it's it's your it's a great question. We'll see. I I don't know what you do with him. I think if you're Washington, you go after Jimmy. Seems like a good fit. And you keep Heineke as their backup. Because I think Heineke is okay with being the backup and knowing, hey, and you also can tell him this, like, hey, Jimmy's a guy that is prone to getting hurt. And if he's out for a few weeks, you can just step right in. Boom, bam, bam. Jimmy's a distributor. It's, you know, they just need a guy that's improvement. You can't you can't have a guy like Jimmy go into the Dolphins because the Dolphins are really just looking for a guy to stay fucking healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so they need that instead of like Jimmy will be perfect for a team like Washington who's just looking for improvement at the position, you know. How many uh 49ers probably have two tr- two quarterbacks they can trade in the offseason? Who do they No, I think they'll go into next year with an open spot between I think it'll be a competition between Lance and Purdy. Really? Yeah. The just because like yeah, it'll be I think they'll give Lance the, the benefit of the doubt and a I think it's fair to give Lance an opportunity to win it. Especially if if the when if if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl yep. and the reason they lose is because Purdy sucks finally. Yep. Then that then it's easy to just go, all right, competition between the both of them. We'll see. You know, if they win the Super Bowl, then Purdy goes in as the starter and Rent Lance the backup, but you figure it out. But I think yep. those are your it's hey, that's a hell of a problem to have though. Um Pittsburgh, want to get to them. So here's the thing with them. Kenny Pickett has looked good, and I think there's stuff for them to I, – I would love for them to probably get a new OC. They need to upgrade their offensive line. Their, upgrade, their offensive line is tragically bad. Here's the thing I worry about with Kenny Pickett, though. I want to know your thoughts on this. Kenny Pickett's actually looked really good to where he looks like a guy that can be in the middle of the pack with quarterbacks as of now already. Question is now, will he improve? Last year, we saw – now, he he looks better this year than Mac Jones did last year. Would you agree with that? He looked better than Mac Jones last yeah. year? Yeah. No, this – so so Ke- this is Kenny's yeah. rookie year. He, do you think – who who would you say has had a better year, Kenny Pickett this year or Mac Jones last year? Uh, I, would, I would go with Kenny. So here's my thing. Like, everyone last year stupidly said Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback because of his good it was like no he had the highest floor and the lowest ceiling because all these guys are going to be take more time to develop and they're in worse situations now Kenny was in a great situation on a great team and franchise and a great coach the fact that they went nine and eight this year is mind-boggling Tomlin is the goat by yeah. the way but hell of, pick, a coach. hell of a coach but Kenny Pickett showed so many signs of life that make you go there's at least one or two times in a game where you're like where he does something, you're like, oh, I like that. I like that. Here's the problem, though. Does he have the same issues with Mac Jones where it's like there's not there's no room for improvement? Like we're already bumping against the ceiling or can he improve and become a guy that can live in the between eight to 12 or 14th best quarterback range? Instead of the at best 18th to 20th best quarterback range, that's going to be the biggest thing for them going forward, because I think Pickett this year showed way many, way more signs of life than I expected him to. And I'm impressed and happy for that to see him have those moments. They just they and they got to upgrade the old line. But in general, for me with Pickett, the biggest question will be 
can he still improve? Or are we already, is this kind of the best we'll get kind of like Mac Jones last year? For me with Pittsburgh, it's kind of a question of what came first, the chicken or the egg last half of the season when Pittsburgh went on their run, got back into playoff contention, got back into giving Tomlin a plus 500 record to keep the streak intact. Incredible, by the way. Wild, because they were... They were two and six, two and seven. (laughs) Was it actually two and seven? Uh, It was one of the two. Seven and one? Did they go seven and one or six and one to end the season? They they at least started one and five. Okay. And then they beat the Bucks, which was hilarious. They had a lot of work to do. But yes, we saw we saw improvement from Pickett as the season went on last six weeks or so playing pretty good football. Defense also started playing a lot better when Watt came back. He missed time with injury, came back. Offense started to play better. Defense started to play a lot better. Real quick. I got yeah. a stat. I got a question for you. What do you think the record was with Watt when Watt played? He played 10 games this year. I'm going to go and. 10 and 0 might be too generous. I'll go 9 and 1. 8 and 2. 8 and 2. Okay. I I I think that might answer my question then. When defense is was the focus for Pittsburgh this year and and it was that was leading them. It allowed the offense to not have to play from behind. They can run the football. They don't have to be trailing and have to throw it and put put the football in Kenny Pickett's hand every play. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's I might have answered my own question with your with your statistic there. Defense got better, and it helped the whole team. And the, with Miami winning today to make the playoffs, I I felt bad for Pittsburgh because me like, too. I felt I'm like Miami has not played like a playoff football team in over a month. Pittsburgh clearly has been playing better than the Dolphins the last four weeks. Yeah, clearly have six, six seven weeks. Yeah, Since Miami's that- last win. It's been Pittsburgh cruising past Miami in in that conversation. So, uh huge shout out to to Tomlin. Dude, dude's a fucking coach. He uh, is, man. His, his players would run through a brick wall for that man. They could have they could have mailed it in at 2 and 6, 2 and 7, whatever they were. Could have been just could have been done. They said nope. No. So, as a person, I have never rooted for the Steelers in my entire life and I I I take great pride when they miss the playoffs. But I felt bad for them today because I thought Miami, as of right now, if they don't have a first or second string and probably just if they don't have a first string quarterback next week, they're going to be one and done. Pittsburgh, that defense, they might be able to play spoiler against Buffalo. Would have been a little interesting. Cold weather. Yeah. Can, can What if at least we get to see TJ make some fun stuff happen? Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And listen, man, the two, the last two, two before this week, two straight games, you need them to stay alive and you're losing late and Kenny Pickett fucking, he delivered the last drive against Vegas and the last drive against Baltimore. He fucking delivered. And those are the things that why just on those two games alone, you can say more impressive than Mac Jones because Mac Jones never had to drag New England as a rookie out of shitty situations. The question is going to be over time, can he still improve some more? He doesn't for them to be successful with how they're going to build the roster and what they by the way, what they already have on the roster, 
Cam Hayward's getting older, I know, but TJ Watson is prime. Minka Fitzpatrick's in his prime. They got dudes, man. Um, their biggest weakness is O-line. They need to fix their O-line. Their offensive line stinks. They just need to get better linemen. And probably another running back. I, I may, I'm not the biggest Najee Harris guy, but, I mean, whatever. Um, Pickens is really good. Deontay Johnson is annoying, but he's he's okay. Pat Fryermuth is a guy, you know? So, like, they have options. And the way this team's ran, the way this team's coached, and the fact that you've seen Pickett do some stuff, if he can be at least, like, the 12th best, if he can be, like, Derek Carr level, type quarterback, then you're cooking with the guys you got around him and this team can be viable. They went nine and eight this year and everything went to shit from three fourths of the season. Like really impressed with Pittsburgh. And I even look, it was three to three in the second half of our game. And I, while I was doing the hockey game that I texted my group chat, I was like, I hope Pittsburgh gets in. Not that I think they would have had anything to do. Not that I think they would have went and be Buffalo, but I just think they would just they would it would have felt like they deserved yeah. it more. <laughs> Absolutely, it would have they would have felt like they deserved it more, and they did. Um, let me see here. Who do I want to? I'm newer to. I'm trying to nail our the most interesting ones. Here we go. This is why. Let's go out to Vegas. Let's roll some dice. I got a question for you. If I told you their quarterback next year is going to be Tom Brady, would you bet yes or no on that? Because I think with the way they handled Derek Carr, it's not like them they know they're getting Brady, but I think Brady is going to Vegas next year. I, I'm going to say yes optimistically because I hope so because I don't want him in Miami. Really? I I'm just At some point we I mean dude's old as hell. This year he was not he was that well I'll blame it on Bowles. I He wasn't he was great. A terrible head coach. He wasn't I, great I'm, and Leftwich too. Leftwich is horrific OC. Um other years left, which has been okay. I I don't know what the problem was this year. I just not a good year for me, them. And me, they still um, and they still might win two yeah. playoff games because they're going to play the fucking Cowboys and the Vikings. Oh, Cowboys! They no, actually, today. actually, I lied. If the it, it, they could will, yeah, no, they'll they'll play the Niners in round two, but still, they're going to play Brock Purdy unless the Vikings lose and the Giants win. Then no, because the it would be Niners, it would be Niners, Bucks, Giants, Eagles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If it was, if the nine, if the, if the, 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 the initial thought process of Brady getting to the conference title game, uh, you know, against shitty or average quarterbacks would have been like if uh, the Vikings were the two seed. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they could go to Philly. They they could go to Philly in round two if the Vikings do win. Yeah. So that could be that'd be funny. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, my I'm with you. Like, I kind of want Brady in Miami. I will ask you later when we get to the schedule here momentarily. What real quick about Miami? Who you want them to be their quarterback next year? But I think Brady's going to be in Vegas. I think it's it was a really weird and shitty situation how they handled Derek Carr. But I think he's gone. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. 
but there's stuff there that they can do that even with his more limitations now at 46 by god yeah of course he has limitations he's almost 50 uh they can manage that they just got to get better guys on defense because they have way too many holes there but they got edge rushers which matter and max crosby's good but they got to get better in the they got to get better at db they get torched in the pass game um and maybe get another alignment that'd be big too so a reunion between Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady could be in the cards is what you're saying. I feel like it. I just can't think any. I just don't think he's not going to go to San Francisco because I don't think he people will go. It's home, but he doesn't. He's not. If He could have gone and fit the Shanahan system right when he left New England because he still had some mobility. But even still, like you, he Shanahan likes a guy that can kind of roll the pocket a little bit, not a guy that can just run, but roll the pocket a little bit. That's why Purdy thrives. It looks like more in doing extra stuff than Jimmy G couldn't do, you know? Um, yeah, I just don't. The Jets, maybe. Dolphins, obviously, on the table if he wants to stay in Florida, which is going to be a thing that will probably will matter. If he wants to stay in Florida, then he's going to go to Miami. Um, Carolina, maybe, if. Sean Payton goes there that could be don't rule that out I think that's on the table because they have a new owner who's going to be like hey I want us to be yeah that that's going to matter it's why the Broncos are going to do whatever they can to try to actually figure out a way to get a coach even though no one's going to want to go there I think I think the Broncos are going to get Jim Harbaugh new owner who's going to be like dude we'll give you whatever the fuck you want to come coach us and save us um uh, so those are the types of things I think are on the table for Vegas, but is getting Brady, but is McDaniel safe in, in Vegas? Wasn't a great Josh McDaniels year. No, but, I, but yes, me, they're too cheap. They're too broke. They can't afford yeah, to pay, to buy him that's out. True, that's true. I, I think I was talking to a buddy today and it's like, they should have just rolled with Bisaccia from last year. Dude carried like helped get you guys into the playoffs yes and no i think here, if, if they knew now that they would finish what six and eleven yeah this year i think they would say all right let's let's bring back Bisaccia next year for one Obviously, year yeah and i i think you don't know that and you figure oh mcdaniel is going to be a he's going to be a nice upgrade for us and and whatnot but and maybe for a while he was if you look at all the games that they blew 14 17 point leads if you take four of those off the board that i think i was it three or four games they blew 17 point leads in and let's lower the threshold just to like 12 points or something and they finish 11 and six Mm -hmm. something like that they're a playoff team and all is forgotten but that's the thing last year that's a coaching thing when when you're when you're losing a bunch of games with big leads like that's not a defense that's not an offense that's that's coaching. You're, I don't know if you're just, you're playing not to lose when you get up and you let the wheels fall off or what. But to me, I, I, I shit on Josh McDaniel all year because I thought he was doing a terrible job. And uh, I would think if they bring in Brady, that's probably a situation where they keep him for sure mm-hmm. because of the connection they've had before. But again, I don't know if, like you said, they probably can't afford to pay him and not be the coach. Exactly. They're already paying Gruden. 
Yeah. Still. <laughs> True. And and obviously they can't afford haircuts for Davis. Exactly. They'd be paid they, they don't want to pay three coaches right now. That's why I don't think they're gonna fire him. Yeah. Um so. it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting with, with, with the exact route they go in. Um any other teams from today or otherwise that you want to mention eulogies on uh uh that are intriguing to you it'll be a thing we do weekly during the playoffs for teams that lost to wrap up the season in a nutshell we haven't touched on uh, new england yet okay we can touch on new england they got eliminated today um, um another quarterback if thing the raiders if that raiders game would have played out a little differently <laughs> the greatest play in nfl history the pitchy pitchy woo woo yeah i mean at least it would have went to ot and you would have given yourself a shot uh taught damn they're so screwed could Brady? That's another Brady destination. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm pulling this out of my ass, but is Belichick a guarantee to be back, or is he? Is is there any consideration to him just retiring and saying, "Nah, all right, I've had a good run." I don't know. The Belichick thing's weird because if I'm a if we were Patriots fans instead of Dolphins fans, which would be the best thing, but also fuck them. <laughs> we'd like, have a lot more trophies on the shelf would we be wanting 50 years we would yes would we be wanting bill gone like yeah thanks for everything but you're turning into a yes man you're you're turning into a guy who just wants yes men around you like listen for all the great stuff and the defense this year was still good mm-hmm. dude went out and fucking hired joe judge and matt patricia to run his offense and he went out and signed a bunch of guys and splurging for agency for a bunch of dudes who aren't good. <laughs> you know, like they don't have any game changing stuff on the offensive end. Their line's OK. Ramondre is good. Um, Ramondre is actually one of the running backs in the league that actually has. He's not just a good fantasy back. He's a good running back. Um, looks at Austin Eckler intensify. My guy Nick Pearson will hate that. He loves Austin Eckler. Uh, but I mean, there's just so many things. Like, I can't believe where they have gotten to with some of the, the choices they've made. Mac Jones has a few moments every now and then, but like, he clearly is extremely average. It's hard to try to upgrade that, but it's also hard to give him a fair critique this year because if I know if I was a Patriots fan this year, I would be saying, yeah, he's been bad, but like, look who his offensive coaches are. They're defensive and special teams guys. Like, it's so weird, man. I don't know what to think on that because it's like, it's just such a shitty situation for them. There's a path, but is it like, the greatness of these guys turns them to be so stubborn that they can't see the forest or the trees or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think to me, I think Matt Patricia has just turned out to be just a cancer to whatever team he is on in, in given roles. We, we know how things went in Detroit running the offense for the Patriots. I think it's time to send him packing. I don't I don't think I certainly don't think Bill is the problem. But he's uh 
he seems to just regurgitate the same guys. They get fired elsewhere, so he brings them back because they can't cut it on them on their on them on their own. Cut cut some dead weight and, and see where you can go. But overall, sorry, I had a I had a I had a dumb moment on my phone here. I was trying to look at something and I accidentally I could keep my thing turned down. No, you're right though. Like that's where you kind of that's where you get kind of put into a corner. It's like, what do you do? What do you do with the Patriots? What do you do with the coaching? Like if we were Patriots fans, we'd be like, God love him, but fuck it. Bill needs to be out of here because he's getting in his own way. You know, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the, those are the issues that, that they have right now. Um, uh, and I don't know what to, I don't know, but I do think it's a Brady landing spot. And I guess if, Brady, uh, if Brady does f- go back, then maybe, I mean, one last ride, right? Why couldn't they? Their defense, listen, here are some things. They nailed it with some of their draft picks. As much as we, this has been the best, this was the best draft from Belichick in a while. Cole Strange, they drafted him way too hot. They drafted him way too early, but he was really, really good. Um, The, the, the offensive lineman, their guard. The uh, they draft Marcus Jones corner. He was good. They draft Jack Jones, another corner. He was awesome uh, this year, Panda Jack. And uh, they got guys up front. They drafted Uche a couple years ago, who come who's coming on as an edge rusher. They signed Judon, who Judon was clearly the only good move they made in free agency a couple years ago. He's been an All Pro basically since he got to new England. So that's a positive. And maybe if you can have another good draft, you can put yourself in the right direction. Hopefully you can draft some offensive guys because you, your, their receivers stink. You know, there's a thousand good receivers in the draft every year. It seems now, and they can't find any, it's wild. Um, any other teams you wanted to nail, uh, before we moved on? I'm checking the list here, seeing who uh, who I feel like we've missed or haven't missed. Um, I think we've touched on every team that got eliminated today now, right? Yeah, most of them. One that we didn't, that I guess I, the only one I could think of that got eliminated recently that I didn't touch on was Carolina, who I think actually is an interesting thing because I do think they people are going to say they should keep Darnold and Wilkes. I say, God, no, don't. Um, you don't put yourself in a box. Go out and try to get a Sean Payton. Go out and try to get a Jim Harbaugh and trade up and get Bryce Young. Trade up with the Bears to one and get Bryce Young. They have good pieces around them. Uh, they clearly showed. Now, Christian McCaffrey is all world and showed this year that he's probably still the best running back in the league. But uh, Foreman and Hubbard, I thought Chuba Hubbard was a dead cause as a running back in the NFL and the last month or two when they traded McCaffrey he was good him and Foreman were both really good and they obviously played really hard and they've got good pieces on defense with Jeremy Chin and JC Horn who's a stud uh and Brian Burns who's also a stud they have good pieces I think they're closer than people realize and 
there's a world that even with a rookie Bryce Young next year, they could go in as like they could go in as the favorites to win the NFC South. That division's terrible. Be interesting to see. Don't have a whole lot to add, but uh, yeah, don't have yeah. Drawn a blank there. No, you're fine. We're 92 minutes into this. It's okay. I'm starting I'm, to get that morning fog brain. No, we're good. We will be done really, really soon. I pre I appreciate you so much, by the way, for wanting for doing these. Uh, Nick, we'll say this on air. The well, fact I will that- say this. I re- the Carolina here in the last few weeks of the season. I thought, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna end up winning this division. Felt that way a little bit. And then they shit the bed against Mike Evans. And uh week before that, that really solidified me thinking, oh yeah, they're they're actually pretty good, was when they just destroyed the Lions. I did not expect that. Lions like didn't even show up to play that day in what I thought for them should have been easy win. Yeah, Panthers ran up Panthers ran for almost like three bills on them. Yeah. They had two hundred yard rushers. If Lions win that game, they're in the playoffs. So they definitely spoiled the Lions season. And uh I yeah, I I think if you can make a splash, you go ahead and do it. Otherwise, I guess you can't make that splash, or I don't know, can you? Can you can you have conversations with these people without firing your coach or without firing your your interim coach? Or can you just kind of I don't know. Them and talk on the side. I. It's weird because the have, I'm sure you've seen the rumors out of people saying that like the t- people from Indy, Denver, and Carolina have reached out to Harbaugh. So right. like that's where it gets weird, right? Yeah. Um. One second here. I'm texting my boss, my radio boss, about. Something important. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the schedule. Um, Got it. Just like a quick, we'll do like a quick little preview of. of I got just spreads our, up too. Yeah, we can talk about the spreads real quick. Well, uh, Thursday, we will do a uh, huge full preview. Break, yeah, preview the games. Um, maybe we'll throw some fun stuff. Uh, maybe we'll see. I don't know if we'll throw the fun stuff in on the Sundays or the Thursdays regarding extras that don't have to do the games. Cause one of these weeks I want us to do the old QB carousel wheel meter or whatever, cause it'll be fun. Um, and there's a lot of them to choose from, but uh, yeah, we'll kind of real quick, just go over the schedule. I like the schedule that how, like where games are put. I, the only thing that I wish selfishly is that the Jags chargers game wasn't Saturday night when I work. That's when you won in Miami, so you didn't have to be forced into watching it. Yep. <laughs> but but uh, I think Niner Seahawks place where it is is probably the right spot. Vikings, so what so you I'm guessing obviously the Bills Dolphins game is gonna be the Nickelodeon game. Are they doing well, I've got it here. It does not have Nickelodeon listed. Oh yeah, I don't see it. Since they did that in the regular season, were they planning on doing that for the playoffs? Maybe not. They've got it listed for CBS and Paramount Plus Sunday at noon. 
Yeah, I don't see Nickelodeon either. I guess maybe you're right. Maybe they don't, considering, you know, last year it was Niners-Cowboys, and it was like, should we really have this super serious high-level playoff game on Nickelodeon? Yeah. <laughs> like, the year before... Year they put it in the regular season's probably the right spot. The year before, it was funny because it was Bears-Saints, and the Bears sucked. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah. Anywho. But yeah, uh, I got... Uh... You got Fox 3.30 on Saturday, Seattle, San Fran. NBC. NBC for Saturday night, Jacksonville Chargers. And then I, I I think the reason the schedule came out so late is because they were waiting to see if it was going to be Green Bay or Seattle. Because if it's Green Bay, San Francisco. That game's either Saturday night or Sunday night. I'm guessing Sunday night. I feel, well, I, I'm guessing it's Sunday night, and then you probably move Cincinnati, Baltimore to Saturday night. I can't believe that they put Raider Ravens Bengals Sunday night considering Lamar might not play. Yeah. I don't think that's and I'll, by I'm the thinking, way that's why I'm thinking they were they wanted so badly for Green Bay to win that game. Put that game Sunday night. Yeah. For T yeah, from from a TV TV perspective. Um if they were smart, I'm just saying they should have put Jags Chargers. Jags Chargers is gonna be the best game this weekend. Without and, a fucking doubt. And I mean it's not well, I guess you could say New York is a big market. The pride well, draw ratings, but I think Minnesota, New York is going to be a hell of a fun game. It will be. It'll be good for the for the other reasons. Not Jags Chargers will be elite quarterbacks yes. with elite offensive weapons and elite to certain degrees. Yes, just doing crazy shit. Giants Vikings will be awesome because it's going to be so goddamn stupid, and it's going to come <laughs> down to a field goal, and it's either going to be good or not good. It will either. Maybe, it Let's will come. The, I'm looking here. The spread. Oh, it's a three point game. Three, three point, point spread. Yeah, three it will come spread. down to. It will come down to Greg Joseph and like a 50 yard field goal. Yes. And they will win or lose because of it. Yes. You just know that, and so it's a, and it's not at noon, so you might as well take the Giants. Maybe, maybe that'll be a fun ass game. Like I'm, I'm excited for that game. I think that'll be good. I think the Giants absolutely could win. Um, but that and the by the way, I on I don't know what kind of site you got pulled up for spreads, but Jags Chargers, the line's already moved a point and a half in favor of Jacksonville. I see Jacksonville plus one and a half. It, I see Jacksonville plus one. It was plus it was two and a half when the when I saw when I first saw it earlier. You saw it at plus two and a half. Yeah, Jags were two and a half. Dogs. So so Jags are people are the people are taking the Jags, and it's coming down. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. So if you want the Jags, get it because it's moving. Miami. I think they're going to win. And a half. I got I, the one I see is a load. I think the Jags are going to win. But we'll talk more. We'll have picks and yeah. whatnot on Thursday. As of right now, I, I would pick Jacksonville. And then Dallas and Tampa Bay Monday night. I'm the glad team, it's Monday. The the game of the teams that uh, earlier this season that game was just dumb. It was not fun. Here's the here's I the believe, thing. was that was that still a Cooper Rush game? No, that was the first game of the year. That was the first Sunday night game. Was it okay? I've for, I've totally forgotten it. So here's why. So I was thinking that you obviously are going to put Dallas Tampa and give it to the number one Fox crew, but yeah. they're they're not. I'm wondering if Burkhart and Olson will go to San Francisco Saturday afternoon, or if they will go to Minnesota. I'm guessing they'll I send imagine the Sunday crews are the number one crews. Saturday crew is the number two or number one on Sunday, number two crews on Saturday. And I actually hear Al Michaels is on NBC Saturday. 
Really? Are you for real? According to 506 Sports. That God. I was worried like the bet. I know I'll be able to watch it live. I will. I know I'll be able to watch it live, but I was really sad that it was on Saturday night because on NBC because like they're going to get like Collinsworth's kid and Tony Dungy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They'll ship. Yeah. Which is if they're gonna? It'll be literally the worst crew for what will be the. I'm telling you, people, the best games this weekend will be Jags Chargers. I so think by a month. Total perspective and spread perspective, Vegas is projecting that one to be the highest scoring slash closest game. Two top five QBs Vikings in the world. Have it, Vikings have point or half a point more to the total, but a couple more points to the spread. I think it'll be the most fun game, but I think, but again, also, and we both agreed giants Vikings will be also fun, but for totally different reasons, because it will just be stupid and it will be great, but I am glad worst games of the weekend, 49ers or bills. I'm without knowing. I'm just going to take the dolphins. Yeah, because we don't know know if two is back. I I'm assuming not. He missed what? Three weeks. The first time hasn't quite been three yet. Yeah, yeah, he missed three. There's a world that exists that I will say this. If you're act, what's it at right now? 11? 10 and a half. Honest, I'm going to be real. If you want to bet the Bills, bet them now. Because when they announce it's actually Skylar Thompson, it might get to like 18. It will get stupid. It will be like the biggest number in NFL playoff history. I, You'd have to imagine. The Bills, the highest they were favored in a game this year was what 17 and a half against when they were favored against Pittsburgh or something like that. I want to say that one was 14. Okay. I, I don't remember. It's 17 and a half. That just oh no. The, the 17 and a half line was Dallas and Houston. It was yeah. It will be like that. The Which line for the they the Texans <laughs> covered. That line, the line for Saturday or for Sunday, if when they once they announce it Skylar Thompson, I think the kickoff line will be close to 17 or more, which will have to be pushing the largest number in a playoff game ever. Right? Like it's got, you don't, do you think it'll get that high? Cause if they, once they announce Thompson, I think it will. People are going to smash the bills. Yeah. If, if Thompson plays, the dolphins are going to score what? 10 points tops. Yeah. It won't be pretty. <laughs> No, I'm glad that's the early game Sunday. Honestly, At, surprised, if, I'm honestly surprised that that wasn't a Saturday game. Like that just, yeah. but I guess 49ers Seahawks is kind of in the same boat. 49ers, mm-hmm. I feel like they're the best team in the playoffs from top to bottom. Well, I would put, I, I, I we'll probably talk this later, but I would probably lean Chiefs 49ers as the best two teams in the AFC and NFC doesn't Me necessarily, too. doesn't necessarily mean that those will be the teams that make it to the Super Bowl cuz stupid shit can happen. Correct. But I feel like those are the two best teams in the playoffs. Yeah, if I had to gun to my head right now and it's kind of been this way for a while, Chiefs Niners is my Super Bowl. But the fact that that game is going to be if like if it is if it ends up being Bills Chiefs, it's going to be in it'll be neutral site and if it's like that makes a difference. And the fact that if it's Bengals Chiefs, the Bengals just aren't scared of anyone or anything. So the fact that they got to go to Kansas City, they won't give a shit. Um, it's fun. 
it's awesome. Like the AFC, it's great. Um, and who knows? We'll see if the, with Hurts with Jalen back, the Eagles can kind of find their mojo. They're they're getting healthier actually, surprisingly this week, which was good. They good thing for them that they got the bye because they needed it with some yeah, of the injuries that were coming down the line. Uh, but yeah, and I, I, at least for the scheduling purposes, real quick, at least the Jags Chargers game was actually put on a primetime spot Saturday night instead of first game Sunday or the early Saturday game. And I'm glad they gave the Bucks Bucks Cowboys game Monday night because it's kind of it's kind of the it's easily the most high profile game of them all. And Buck and Aikman had a high level Monday night game, the final one of the year, kind of stopped early for obviously the worst of reasons. Um so I'm glad Buck and Aikman get the biggest game of the weekend on Monday. Unfortunate yeah. that Monday night, that Sunday night, you and I won't get to talk about the Cowboys and Bucks game. That will just be the dumbest game of the year. But I'm glad Monday night. I it, it's going to have much more anticipation all day. Martin Luther. So last year, I went to an Illinois game on Martin Luther King Day. Got back in time to watch. Uh, the Cardinals Rams game, but that game was a stinker. Um, we'll definitely be looking forward more to the playoff game on Martin Luther King day night because it'll be Cowboys bucks and it will just be dramatic compared to last year's absolute fest of all the games. I feel like that's the, that's the one and we'll talk more on Thursday, obviously, but that, that's the one I feel like I have the, the worst idea of how it'll go. Like me too, buddy. I, I, me too. I could see either of those teams winning by 17. Remember, I could see either team losing by 17. The fact that the Cowboys played their starters today and played as bad as they did against the Washington third stringers. I know alarming as shit. Be, that should be a huge red flag. I mean, you, you put that up with the Texans recently how they played against the titans how that that was competitive in the third and fourth quarter but then they also but then they beat the eagles they hang 40 on them <laughs> yeah i i i agree but that was also with Minshew. And but that's still a good ass win he, yeah absolutely i just think there's a lot of red flags there and uh no it's weird today is today was alarming dallas being one and done not a, not a, not an impossible chance. I mean, God, I'd say it's, I don't know, 40% chance that they're one and done. I'd say maybe they have a 60% chance of winning that game. <laughs> I don't know how many times I know I've said it a lot, but I don't know if you've agreed with me or if you thought this, but like I've said a bunch, they've got the highest ceiling in the league as high as anybody's, but they also got lower floor out of the Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. They have the highest ceiling and they have the lowest floor. Because they're just so fucking inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say of all playoff teams, it's probably Miami that has the lowest floor going into next week. Truth. Even, even Seattle, I feel better about. <laughs> because that's a divisional game. Here's the one here's the one caveat about that game, just from a viewer perspective. Because it's a divisional game, and because it, you know, first playoff game, Purdy could feel jitters and stuff. Yeah. That's where Seattle could have the balls to the wall, fuck it mentality and make things interesting. I don't think that'll happen, but that could happen. 
We saw um, it with the Lions in a no-pressure situation. Let as, your nuts hang, as, baby. As a seven seed, when you're going up against the Bills or the, or the 49ers, you're playing with house money. Mm. You, you can do some crazy shit. I want to see what Pete Carroll can whip up. I want to see what Mike McDaniel whip up this week. What kind of crazy shit they're going to pull. Yeah, that's why I hope two plays, man, even though you know yes. I don't think he will uh, yeah. be their quarterback next year. Real quick. Before we get on out of here, uh, who do you want to be the quarterback next year for us? Who's our quarterback? I have one out of left field that you're probably going to be like, oh, I've heard of that or not. But if let it's not Brady, me, I let me just I'm scanning. I just want to look at the list of teams so I can see. I have a uh, anybody. Here's what I've got. I've got three options. I have the who I think it will be who it would be cool if it was, and the galaxy brain, if it happens, we're winning it all. Let's see here. I would imagine that Lamar is possibly in play if Baltimore doesn't pay him, and I'm wondering if that's maybe a guy that you were considering. Not sure. Fuck you. He's my... Did I steal it? He's my... Lamar is my... Galaxy win brain, guy. win it all. Yeah. Right. Godfather. Lamar is the pull the pin nuclear option of, okay, this of this front off. Chris Greer sitting and thinking, okay, I've made all these decisions to try to win. I trade for Tyreek. Works out perfectly. We are McDaniel. Our offense looks great. What's our biggest problem? We can't stay fucking healthy. Here's the only problem with Lamar. The health Thank thing. You. The thing is, like, the Dolphins... Just want a fucking quarterback that's going to stay on the field for 17 weeks. Or or at least a quarterback that doesn't become a wet noodle and pile drive his head into the ground <laughs> on any slight contact. Fair. In that Packer game, I watched that replay so many times. He was tripped going forward. It was not a good play by him. How did he hit the back of his head? I don't know. Like he contorts his body and spins and is like, oh, I have a helmet on my head. That's the most protected area. Why would I want to fall on my wrists? They're not protected. Like, I don't know how 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 in the NFL he's just become this guy that uh, drives into the ground head first. Is that not something he did in college when he got sacked? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I would think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably a contender as well, given the history between McDaniel and the biggest going Garoppolo. But again, he's the the, I have a much bigger, much bigger red X with him just because you definitely know you're not getting at least. Here's the thing. Here's the one real quick with Lamar and then I'll get to Jimmy G. Lamar is so that's the Chris Greer sitting down. Now there's there's pros and cons. The biggest con is like, well, we just talked about you want a quarterback that's going to play 16 week game, 17 games, and he missed the last month plus of the last years. Here's the thing. And I need everyone to gather around because this is secretive. I think I I think he's I think he's self-sabotaging. I think he's I think he could play, but I think he's not. Lamar? I re- yes. I really do. It's the Kawhi situation for football. I really think that's what it is. And I think he's trying to get out of there. And I think 
it's the craziest bet on yourself thing. We've never seen it in football, but I think he's trying to pull it. And I think Chris Greer will sit down and think, okay, I'm literally at the fucking doorstep. Godfather offer. All I need a quarterback. McDaniel's been great. When he has a healthy quarterback, the offense looks good. That We've added defensive stuff. Now, Bradley Chubb hasn't been as good as we wanted to. But here's the thing people don't talk about with the Bradley Chubb thing. Ever since they got Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips all of a sudden become has become one of the best edge rushers in the league. It's almost like when you have two of them and one of them gets loaded up more, the other one's good. Christian Wilkins also had one of the best seasons as a D-tackle ever. He should be an all-pro. But listen, I don't. You know, whatever. I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I'm just a nerd. I don't know. Regardless, I think the Godfather offers Lamar. The biggest thing different was is like with Jimmy G is like, you know, he cannot. He's never shown he can play for a full season start to finish other than the year they went to the Super Bowl. That's it, though. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing with that's why I think Jimmy G to the Dolphins. There's no way they go after him unless everyone else is gone. Then they just say, fuck it. We have to. But I think there's no way the Dolphins go after a guy like him. I think there's a better. I think Lamar or what I actually Rodgers would be the other one. Okay, You think Aaron Rodgers on the table. So you think Rodgers falls into the other like kind of godfather offer type of deal? Or do you think there's actually a legitimate chance they could get him? Because they'd have to get him via trade. The other. Yeah. The other guys I'm saying you could could be trade but also free agency yeah because there's a chance if the ravens don't handle it right lamar's walking and they don't tag him yeah you know um my other one the though it'd be cool if it happened would be brady just be just so i can say hey tom brady played for the team i cheered for that'd be cool but what I actually think is going to happen, and I've been I've been thinking it for a few weeks, is Derek Carr, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, with Derek Carr, it can be a kind of a low floor, but he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Ceiling is decent. He's got a decent ceiling on him. It'd be the best possible, potentially the best defense he's ever played with. It seems like when he has good coaching, it's when he. He plays well. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't hate that. I don't. How old is Carr now? Is he f- low thirties? Thirty two. Yeah, low thirties. Two in there somewhere. Yeah. No, he's high. Tw- he's got. I think he's high twenties. He's not. I don't think he's thirty yet. Let's go to the Google machine. Yeah, Google machine. Thirty one. Thirty one. I was gonna say he's at worst. He's like thirty one. Okay. So, he's, but but that I mean, if he doesn't land in Indianapolis. Which I think that's kind of the meme. Like, <laughs> I'm coming to Indy. Give me some recommendations on what to uh, what to like in your town before they run me out after a year. I think there's a world that exists where the Colts start trading with the Bears, and the Bears get the greatest haul ever because Ursay's desperate. And they trade off Taylor. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't care if they get if they get JT, but I think they get like two ones, two twos, oh, DeForest. DeForest Buckner for the for, for the number one pick. Oh, oh yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think that's my perfect scenario with the Bears is that the Colts are the ones calling. Yeah. And Jim Irsay is just fucking desperate. Like, dude, everything I try to throw at the dartboard, everything I throw at the wall, nothing sticks. I'm going to give you multiple ones. I'm going to give you multiple twos. 
Are there any players you're like? And Matt Eberflus is like, yeah, let me get the guy that I wanted us to sign at three tech and our defense became great. Can I have him, please? And we get him. That would be perfect. Two ones, two twos, DeForest Buckner for pick one. Done and dusted. See you later. I haven't even looked. Is Indy about three or four? They're fourth. They're fourth. Because that would then be perfect to still be able to land like Will Anderson at four or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it would be, oh, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think this. Yeah, I think this is the year that there's going to be a shit ton of drama at one because it's the oh yeah, there's a clear number one pick, and you've got a team that doesn't need a quarterback. The so at, oddly enough, at with when if they would have had pick two, I wouldn't have wanted them to trade it because I really like Jalen Carter. I really like Will Anderson. Edge rusher from Bama is Anderson. D tackle is Jalen Carter from Georgia. Just go, just go watch the tape, guys. Believe me, they're great. Um, I wanted, I would want one of them, and I just don't think the trade packages at two would have been good as the ones you can get for one. So now that they have one, as much as I love Anderson and Carter. You could get silly, ridiculous hauls for one because there are a lot of quarterback desperate teams that are going to be like, "Oh shit, we can get Bryce Young now, or even Stroud, or even Levis." If some for some reason they want to draft him one, we can get him now. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, the Bears won the day today, more or less, more than anybody maybe, because the haul they're about to get for pick one is going to be silly. Like and that, the Texans have been thinking all along. They've got Young in their grasp. Yeah, at least here's the thing. Worst case scenario, they're still going to get C.J. Stroud, who's going to be good, mm-hmm. I think. Um, That's the worst case scenario. Uh, but yeah, the Bears, huge, huge winners today. I'm a fan. Um, Any, uh, any final thoughts before we get on out of here, brother? Oh, final thoughts. No, I don't know. Um... Well, why not? Why not share this? Had a $5 free bet today. <laughs> I'll throw together an 11-game parlay. On today's episode of Nick's Betting Corner. Yes. <laughs> we'll do an 11-game parlay. And let's share some of the legs that we had on it. It was a lot of easy legs. You know, a lot of money line favorites. I had Jacksonville and Kansas City. Just money line. Nothing crazy. We get to the noon games. I've got Minnesota seven and a half. I've got Miami money line. Oh, let's see. Bottom line, I get through the noon games. And up to this point, I've only used, I think, one spread. Literally just need favorites to win. This is all eight. We're eight for eight. This is a five dollar free bet on a with odds to win five hundred and fifty. This is all ATS picks, not like player props and stuff like that. No, it was all Money line and four spreads. Four seven money lines and four spreads. That's wild. I'm so sorry. Five dollar free bet. Just having fun, you know. Ah, whatever. Let's just throw it on some shit. So we get to the new we get to the 3 p.m. games. I've got San Francisco minus 14. Check. We've got Rams plus six. Check. We've got a team going against 
the third stringers of the Washington Commanders, and we just need a win. We don't even need to cover the spread. We just need a win. Dallas still playing for the one seed. <laughs> wasn't the starters and wasn't the spread to like double digits? I think it was pretty high. <laughs> so of all my picks, the the return on this one was going to be about the lowest of the low. Just need that Dallas check mark. And did they even come fucking close? They got giving me a goddamn check mark. No, it got killed. They gave me a big fat red X. Damn it! When you when you messaged me that earlier, because I messaged you tonight <laughs> during the game, I was like, "We go, we still, you still go for tonight." I knew you were, but I just want to make sure, you know, check some vibes, see how you're doing. I care yeah. about you. We've become pretty not good friends, you know, oh, yeah. over the last few months. I'm just, you know, how's life? How you doing today? Yeah. And you tell me that I wanted to walk to 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 Eastern Iowa where you live and hug you. I feel Central bad. Iowa. Central, Central Iowa. Iowa, sorry. I feel yeah, terrible. So, yeah, Dallas let me down today. And I mean, I, I've thrown together, you know, super stupid parlay five dollar free bets before. And I'm like, you never, never never on this. But the odds on this were I guess probably a hundred. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 110, 115 to 1. And missed it by a big favorite with something to play for today. Just completely shitting the fucking bed against a team with literally nothing to play for and no starters playing. Big red flag. We're probably going to talk about that way more on Thursday. Talking about that Bucks cowboys game. Like the biggest thing we're going to talk about is how much should we take that into consideration that they had so that they tried and played like ass. And you know what? Mm. I think I'm going to root against the Cowboys for that reason on Monday. I mean, fuck you have Cowboys, fuck America's team. They cost have... me $550 today. <laughs> you have a vendetta. <laughs> Here's my quick gambling story. So, uh, you know how the sinister six for me, I was basically 500 all year. Yep. And for me, that's a goal because I've never really picked it to ATS before. So in the, my final Sinister Six regular season record was, uh, what did I go? Two and two, two and four here to uh, 43, 45 and three. Um, I didn't do last week or. I would have done last. I would have done six at least. I would have done six picks on the show last Sunday, but you know, your boy was in the hospital. Um, that wasn't fun, but we're alive still. Uh, um, but here's something I did. I did bull picks, a bunch of different bull picks. Some of these games I had either like uh, I had against a spread or over unders. I had multiples in each game, so some of them I'd have two picks in. And I here's the theme of me new. I guess I should be happy because I'm so new at this. Actually, this is the first time I've ever really gone so hard in picking ATS. Is the fact that I was 500? I feel like's good, right? Here's the. This is just the theme of what my betting year: 26 and 24. <laughs> just 500. Not bad. Um, my go. favorite wins. Two lane plus two and a half and the over in the USC game. I felt really good that that hit just because I felt like it was, I felt sharp for picking two lane, even though I didn't want to. Um, 
Let's see. And any others? The fact that I picked Ohio State to cover made me happy. Um, wish I the my favorite double random one. I picked the spread and the under between Wisconsin and Oklahoma State both correct. That made me happy. Um, so those just some little things like that. You know, I felt like I uh, had some moments and we were we were happy with the results. But yeah, as a full ATS thing, I just thought it was funny that the theme of my betting year almost was first year ever really picking against the spread. I've never really done that before. And I learned a lot throughout the entire season. I tried to teach myself listening to to gambling shows and try to understand more about values of important numbers between college and pro and stuff like that. And uh, the fact that I was 500 is just kind of funny, but I also, that was kind of a goal I set for myself was try to get to 500 on the year as be 500 in your first ever year doing that. Pros talk all the time about like, if you're close to 60% ATS, that's pretty damn good for full season. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I am proud with myself. Could it have been better? Yes. Um, we learned throughout the year, though, and uh, next year when we do these more and more, and I'm sure you and I will probably, maybe that'll be a thing we do when we predict is kind of put our best probably picks yeah, uh, uh, for the weekend. So, um, no, I'm proud of our process and, uh, yeah, fun little gambling stuff at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Dallas was a seven and a half point favorite, and now that I think about it, that's probably a red flag that they're only a seven and a half point favorite when they have something to play for and their opponent is starting scrubs. It's the weird line though between them because like they could it could have been one of those situations where I understand the spread because it's like, well, are they gonna actually they could come out and play hard early, but then all of a sudden once they look up at halftime and see that the Eagles are up big, they can just pull their starters knowing they have nothing to play for. The biggest red flag, though, is they actually played them the whole game and they looked like shit the entire okay. game. And that was like 10 for 30 at one point. And I did not watch the Eagles game for more than five minutes. I see it's a close final score. I don't know if New York put up some garbage time points. It, it was, was like 16 nothing last I saw. It was 19 to nothing at one point. Okay, so I'm guessing they probably pulled starters for the most part as well, the Eagles. Or... I don't know if they pulled... I don't know how late they played Jalen and those guys, but I just know the Giants ended up scoring a couple garbage time scores. Okay. Uh, and then they had an onside kick late to make things interesting, but they didn't get it. So, okay. yeah, I'm I'm doing some post mortem analysis here, looking at the <laughs> lines here, and I'm seeing that there were, I think, straight up, the favorites went twelve and four today. The favorites that lost were Green Bay. Dallas. The uh, Jets were favored. Carolina. And the Jets, uh, right? Uh Miami was three and a half at final. So maybe maybe at one point. Oh. Were, yeah. So Miami was a favorite. Oh. At least according to Yahoo on the on what I'm looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but, so right. basically not necessarily against the spread spread. I only had a few of those, but those were all, all my spreads that I picked were correct. It's the one money line, but of all of the four underdogs that won today, I didn't include three of the games, but I needed to not include four of the games. Chitty. So I, I rightfully questioned the other three that, ah, maybe I don't want to put that favorite in this mostly favorites parlay. 
But yeah, Cowboys just pooped on you. Royally effed me up there. Shit on them. Just thought I'd share it because I'm I'm sure someone out there had money on the Cowboys today and uh, regrets it. I didn't have money on it since it was a free bet, but there you go. Would have been a nice win. That's that's my that's my takeaway from today. Well, any better about that and happy Miami's in the playoffs just to say they made it, even if it's one and done. Chip in the chair. Who knows what happens? There we go. We're alive, man. We'll have a we'll have a little more pep in our step on Thursday. (laughs) And we'll promise to not be too sad on Monday. I'm not gonna be like depressed Sunday when they get their ass kicked. I'll just be like, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. If they lose by 25, I'm not gonna be sad. If it means anything, if they somehow play close again. Another close game with Buffalo and lose it, then I'll be sad. Maybe a little. I also have a I would rather lose big. Buffalo's uh, Buffalo's about to go on the old sentimental run and rip everyone's faces off for the next month. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's a world that that exists and we might be the one that that is uh partake partaking in it. Um cuz they look pretty damn good today. Um but yeah, man. Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night will be live. Then obviously the next day we'll post these up on uh the pay on the uh you know Spotify's iTunes um at Amazon use Amazon I believe as well all those good things wherever you get your podcast all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody that interacted and uh, liked it today. Uh, Nick, my friend, as always, thank you so so much. You are thank a you. you are a legend. I really do appreciate you for uh, do it for joining us for joining me in the uh, postseason journey here because it's just, it's just going to make it that more fun. I can only yell at this computer so much, I, but to ha- but to yell at it and see your face here, it makes things so much easier. The smiley mug, exactly. All right, brother. Uh, thanks as always. We'll see you on Thursday. We'll see you then. All right. This has been the Educating Earns Podcast. As always, if you ain't got your game, do us has six. We'll see you guys on Thursday night. Um, until then, take care. Peace.